When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Welcome back. If you are a a repeat listener, if it's your first time, welcome to our show in this moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. And I'm really happy that you were able to make a commitment and dedicate a little time to tune into our program and talk about recovery. Our program in this moment is very much a program about recovery. And... um, It's simply a calming program. I'm from the Los Angeles area. We have a radio station up there. I won't give the call letters, but their logo is Stimulating Talk Radio. And our program is not meant to stimulate, but rather to calm the listener down. Because we're going to be talking about a very serious subject today, as we do in all of our programs for this show. And we're going to be talking about recovery and we're going to be talking about recovery for people who suffer. Let's be real clear about what we're trying to accomplish here. We're trying to address a topic um, that deals with recovery for people who are suffering. You know, suffering from what? Um, I don't know about you. Anything that doesn't make me feel good and that compels me to try to somehow change the way I feel, um, it, uh, it illuminates a suffering that I must be experiencing at that time. And uh, if you're a survivalist like me, uh, you probably have encountered a great deal of suffering, emotional suffering, physical suffering, spiritual suffering. And despite all attempts to fix this suffering, I just couldn't seem to do it. And maybe you're maybe you're stuck you're stuck in the same dilemma, or you know somebody who is stuck in the revolving door of rehabs and recovery, and they're suffering. Maybe not from alcohol or drugs, maybe just from some other form of addiction and extreme behavior. But what I discovered is I. I was suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And one of the topics, the topic today that we're going to be talking about as it relates to a spiritual experience is going to be somehow changing our attitude and our behavior toward other people. And in doing so, experiencing a profound change in our relationship and our attitude toward ourselves. And I might as well tell you what we're going to be talking about is something called the 12 Traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'll just cut to the chase. We are going to be using the publication, the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, published in 1939, and its sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, that came out roughly a a decade later. But we're only going to be referencing these two publications from the standpoint of their timeless and universal wisdom. 
This program is, net, is not tailored to the alcoholic or the drug addict, although a lot of the references that we're going to be making during this program will deal with alcohol and alcoholism. But when you hear the word alcohol and alcoholism, I ask you to be open-minded and to consider that it's not so much the malady, but it's the behavior. It's acting out. It's acting out. And quite often, we find out, as did I, that this acting out causes defective relationships with other people. And there's many different forms of acting out, but the end result is always some type of a, a hurtful, harmful, defective relationship with another person, which ultimately led to a hurtful and harmful relationship with myself. And it's that simple. And today we're going to be exploring some of the ideas about how to have healthier and more loving relationships with our fellow man. And by the way, they're embodied in these, these 12 principles called the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. And we'll be talking about them in great detail during our ne next few seg segments. But I want you to know that the 12-step program is a design for living. It's a program that actually works. The, the program, actually when the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous first came out and was penned in the late 1930s, the name of the program or of the book, I believe, was originally called The Way Out. And then I believe they decided to name the book a little bit more universally appealing or not and tailor it to alcoholics. But this is a program that is a solution program. And it is a program about people. The 12-step program is about people. And in order to have healthier relationships with people, we find that we need to first have a healthier relationship with ourselves. And there's the solution. The solution of having healthier relationships with other people is to first start by having a healthier relationship with ourselves. And the first thing that we are instructed to do in the 12-step method of recovery is to trust God and then ultimately clean house, which means do the steps. And then finally, to help others. And trusting God and cleaning house is about preparing ourselves to be helpful to others. It's the whole deal. I said it before and I'll say it again, you know, Barbara Streisand nailed it. People, people who need people are the luckiest people in the world. And if you're a survivalist like Toby here, hey, I didn't need people. People were the problem. People hurt me. It was on. The fight was always on. You see, I'm a survivalist. I came out of the womb with two instinctual needs, the need to be loved and the need to feel secure. And I was determined to extract that love and that security from whomever or whatever it took me to meet my needs. I was a survivalist. And during the course of meeting all of my instinctual survival needs, I hurt and harmed a lot of people. And I experienced something called shame. We're going to be talking about that too during our program. And so much of this, this recovery 
this overcoming shame, outgrowing fear, having healthier relationships with people had so much to do with the God particle. I was able to discover a, a God of my understanding. And it only happened when I calmed down. And I only calmed down when I finally had enough trust uh, in this program to hook up with another person that I trusted and to really tell this person my entire life story. And then I was able to finally calm down. And you too, you too can calm down no matter what you're doing. Burn into the, into the consciousness of every man that they can get better regardless of anyone. The only condition is that they trust God and clean house. But I got to tell you, nobody's trusting God and cleaning house unless, you know, they've made a commitment. It is a program of commitment. Very much so. But, you know, we're all in this together. And that's one of the beautiful parts about the 12-step program is that we come out of this isolation from God and, and from our fellow man. And we experience something called unity. And you're going to discover that you're not in this alone. We're all in this together. You know, you cannot... You can't do this alone, but only you alone can do this. You got to make a commitment to calm down and recover. And when you get to the other side, you're going to experience a profound change in your attitude toward, toward other people. It's called the promises. If you really clean house, you're going to experience something called the promises. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. That's what happens, and that's what's going to be in store for you. It's all about recovery. It really works. This program really works. And by the way, during our program, you're, I, I ask you to please not only stay calm, but really I want you to open up your mind. So much recovery is having an open mind. We're going to be talking about these things called the 12 traditions. And buried in each one of these traditions is a virtue. It's a principle. It's a hidden little secret about how to get along with your fellow man or your fellow woman. And I'm telling you, this unshakable foundation that you will finally achieve, you will maintain this unshakable foundation. There is no emotional booby trap that will ever take you out again so long as you're mindful of maintaining these healthy and loving relationships, you know, with your fellow man. And it's about awareness and mindfulness. And it's about staying in this moment. And that's the name of our program, In This Moment, on wonderful iHub Radio, you know, here in lovely downtown Palm Springs. I couldn't think of a better place to, to give you the message not my message. It's a message of love. Everybody can recover. Everyone can get better. Everyone can change their behavior and their attitude toward other people and calm down. And we're going to be exploring that in great depth. And I hope that you and I can learn something here by keeping our minds open and moving toward recovery and moving toward healthy and loving relationships with our fellow man and with ourselves. Obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. You are going to calm down and you're going to experience peace. 
and you're going to be a channel for this love and this peace with your fellow man. And it's going to be a wonderful experience, and it's going to serve you well for the rest of your life. Stay tuned when we come back for the 12 traditions in greater detail here on iHub Radio. moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. All right, I promised you we were going to really get into the 12 traditions today. And the 12 traditions are a synthesis of the 12 steps. The 12 step method is uh, from the 12 step program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And again, I want you to keep an open mind today because we're really not talking about alcoholics and alcoholism as much as we're talking about recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And if you're anything like Toby and the people that I recover with, so much of a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body is this real and at times illusionary defective relationship with other people. This constant uncertainty and difficulty and fight and struggle in having a healthy relationship with people, being noticed, being loved, feeling secure. So we're going to be talking about these things called the 12 traditions. And I think the best way to describe the 12 traditions is we're going to be looking at this publication called The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions that came out roughly 10 years after the big big book of AA was published in 1939. And here's how it describes the 12 steps and the 12 traditions without listing them 1 through 12. It describes them, and please listen carefully. AA's 12 steps... Oh, by the way, this is from page 15 in the 12 and 12 publication. It's titled Forward, and I'm skipping the first couple of paragraphs. AA's 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which, if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole. AA's 12 traditions apply to the life of the fellowship itself, They outline the means by which AA maintains its unity and relates itself to the world about it, the way it lives and grows. So the 12 steps, maybe you know them, maybe you don't, but this isn't the show that we're going to be rattling off the 12 steps. But I will tell you that the 12 steps are a group of principles and they're spiritual in their nature. And when a man or woman comes into recovery, and they've been given the gift of desperation and they're willing to concentrate and calm down and really do these 12 steps, something profound happens. You know, when we calm down, I believe that not only does our minds open, but our hearts open. And and it says several times throughout this book, it uses the metaphor about, you know, cleaning house, that means doing the steps, and opening up our hearts so that God may enter us 
and expel the obsession. And that's what happens. So the 12 steps are a program for us. But the 12 traditions is a program for others. And I'm telling you, the name of the game is to stay away from shame. And if you're not, you're going to, you may get to the other side and start slipping back into old behavior if you start acting out and mistreating people again. It's called a dry drunk. People who don't drink and still act out and mistreat other people are not sober. They're just dry. Let's be clear about that. And if you're anything like me, the drunk starts long before the first drink. So I got to be careful about even getting close to slipping into a defective relationship with another person because it's going to unleash all kinds of instinctual insecurities and fears and identity and ego and shame and pride and self-esteem and emotional. And we can just keep going on and on. And then I'm screwed, excuse me, for my profanity. But, you know, I need to maintain this spiritual condition. I worked hard, you know, to clean house and to do the deal. And I want to firmly stay anchored on the other side in something called an unshakable foundation. And the way I do that is by maintaining healthy relationships with other people. I'm going to go ahead and read to you the 12 traditions. And I'm going to read the long form. It's in the back of the book. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and read them. If we don't have enough time this segment, I'm going to go back and, and hit each one of them in greater detail and cross-reference them to some, some interesting wisdom that's buried both in the big book and the 12 and 12. But let me just rattle off the long form of the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. <clears throat> Our AA experience has taught us that... Tradition one, each member of Alcoholics Anonymous is but a small small part of a great whole. AA must continue to live or most of us will surely die. Hence, our common welfare comes first, but individual welfare follows close afterwards. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Three, our membership ought to include all who suffer from alcoholism. Hence, we may refuse none who wish to recover, nor ought AA membership ever depend upon money or conformity. Any two or three alcoholics gathered together for sobriety may call themselves an AA group, provided that as a group they have no other affiliation. I want to pause here for a minute and just tell you those first three traditions were all about unity. If you want to get along better with people, if I want to get along better with people, I need how to make people feel a part of. See? But my instinctual survival skills compel me to divide and conquer. See, if I want to conquer and if I want to win, I want to dominate you. See, this whole new attitude is instead of repelling people and competing against people, draw them in and make them feel a part of. It's about unity. This is the first step. This is the first movement toward recovery is by turning from 
within and turning ourselves outward and starting to pay attention to other people properly and selflessly and making somebody feel, feel a part of. I'm telling you, that simple, that one simple technique to make people feel comfortable, to make people feel secure, to make people feel a part of. It's a winning combination. And the best part of the winning combination is it helps us stay calm. And staying calm is about staying sober. We're going to be talking more about the traditions. Keep an open mind. This program really works. It really does. Stay tuned. moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right. If you want to stay sober, see to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass you for you and countless others page 164 in the big book. And by the way, the best way to see to it that your relationship with him is right is see to it that your relationship with other human beings is right. How about that? I don't know about you. I don't have a direct connection to God or my higher power. But I do have a direct connection to other people. And I firmly believe that when I am considerate and thoughtful and loving and my motives are good, in terms of why I'm paying attention to people, it's a form of honoring the God of my understanding. It really is. The traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous are about getting along with people. The 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are about cleaning house in order to get along with ourselves. Now, if you go to New York City, like I'm from New Jersey, and every now and then I go back to New York City, they're all about these things called the 12 concepts. Don't even go there, okay? <laughs> That's not what this show is about. Also, in New York City, if you go to meetings in New York City, in all the uh, in in most of the the, the meeting rooms in New York, they, their their favorite placard is, "There's no wrong way to get sober." Isn't that the truth, you know? In other words, there's no wrong way to try to get along with another human being. Everybody's got their own techniques, our own style, our own personalities. But the beautiful part about the 12-step program and cleaning house <clears throat> is that we're able to move something off the table called our reality and our truth. And we're able to get honest. We're able to finally distinguish right from wrong. It's black and white. And the beautiful part about cleaning house and doing the 12 steps is life will take on a new meaning. And that means in our relationships with, with others and with ourselves. 
So let's, we, our time is limited. Let's get back into the traditions for a minute. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and pause after each tradition and just reflect on it. If we have enough time, I've got some great nuggets that I want to pull out of the big book and share them with you relating to this subject. How about tradition four? And again, I'm reading from the long form in the back of the, the, the 12 and 12 publications on page 189. <clears throat> tradition four, with respect to its own affairs, each AA group should be responsible to no other authority than its own conscience. But when its plans concern the welfare of neighboring groups also, those groups ought to be consulted and no group, regional committee, or individual should ever take any action that might greatly affect AA as a whole without conferring with the trustees of the General Service Board on such issues. Our common welfare is paramount. Again, our common welfare. They're talking about unity, okay? But there's also a hidden message. There's also a hidden message in here, okay? That... God can disclose himself through the group conscience. If you want to get along with people, don't try to be the leader. If you want to get along with people, try to fit in and be part of the herd, okay? It's okay to wear the bell every now and then and guide the herd, but this is about about letting the group make a unified decision, all right? And that also the spirit of this unity should be specific to the group's purpose, okay? And if the group is meeting about alcoholism, it only takes one or two, or takes two or three or more, and you've got a group. Maybe you've heard the biblical saying where two or more are gathered, there I am in their midst. When two people are gathered together in some form of, of unity and fellowship and healthy relationship, God is present. When two people are gathered together and the relationship is selfish and self-centered and inconsiderate, God is absent. I told you we we're going to talk about God in this, in this program. Let's get on to tradition five. Each alcoholic's group ought to be a spiritual entity having but one primary purpose, that of carrying its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Okay. Here's the hidden nugget in Tradition 5. The group's purpose has one primary purpose, and that's to carry a message to another person who's suffering. The group, not the individual, again, once the individual starts carrying the message, we start moving into something called personalities. And if you know anything about recovery, it's paramount that we try to keep principles before personalities. And trust me, a newcomer and a suffering person is going to tr trust the group message more than they're going to trust the individual message. They're going to trust the message, because it's not coming from any specific individual singular messenger. Again, if you want to get along with people, 
Don't call so much attention to yourself. Blend in with the crowd and carry a nice, gentle, plural, unified message. That's how you're going to get along better with people. Get rid of the Messiah complex. You're not out there to save the world, man. Just participate in a fellowship that, that spreads love and tolerance as their code. Love and tolerance of others. What's wrong with that? Tradition six. This one's a long one. This tradition talks about being careful what you make your higher power. Don't make money or people or property or prestige your higher power. Let's be clear about something, though. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money. That's the root of all evil. Listen to this tradition six. Problems of money, property, and authority may easily divert us from our primary spiritual aim. We think, therefore, that any considerable property of genuine use to AA should be separately incorporated and managed, thus dividing the material from the spiritual. An AA group, as such, should never go into business. Secondarily, aids, secondary aids to AA, such as clubs or hospitals, which require much property and administration, ought to be incorporated and so set apart that, if necessary, they can freely discard. They can be freely discarded by the group. Hence, such facilities ought not to use the AA name. Their management should be the sole responsibility of those per people who financially support them. For clubs, AA managers are usually preferred, but hospitals as well as other places of recuperation ought to be well outside AA and medically supervised. While AA, while an AA group may cooperate with anyone, such cooperation ought never go so far as affiliation or endorsement actually are implied. An AA group can bind itself to no one. Isn't this profound? I mean, this was a long, long form of Tradition 6. This was written in 1953, and it has such application to what's going on today in the rehab centers and in these hospitals and these institutions, you know? It should not be our primary aim of money, property, and authority, our primary aim should be to serve a power greater than ourselves. Quite often, you know, we serve other people for the purpose of serving ourselves. It's called conditional giving. You know, if you want to get to, along with people, learn how to be a selfless giver. If you're a survivalist, like yours truly... I've got a lifetime of practice of serving me, man. I'm not a giver. When I'm given, man, I'm taken. But I learned from some of these principles that I found in Alcoholics Anonymous, this timeless and universal wisdom, that it is possible to become a real, a real giver. To completely get out of self and to pay attention to another suffering human being and to be available and healthy in mind, body, and spirit to render first aid to another man or woman who is who's reaching out for help. You know, AA's got a, a little saying called the, you know, I am responsible. 
maybe you've heard this little chant, I am responsible. When anyone anywhere reaches out for help, I want the hand of AA to always be there. And for that, I am responsible. Did you hear that, my friend? I'm telling you, once you clean house after trusting God and you finally calm down and you get to the other side, you are going to be immensely helpful to another human being. Can you imagine that you're actually going to be a sponsor? You're actually going to help someone. We've got a few more traditions we need to nail here. Tradition seven. Every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting. Hey, the virtue there is stop putting the bite on people. If you want to get along with people, stop using people. All right? If you are part of an organization, start learning how to be self-supporting and independent. There's something about dependence on God ahead of our dependence on ourselves and other people. That's the name of the game. To have a shift of dependence away from, from self and to be fully self-supporting. Tradition eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional. We may define professionalism as the occupation of counseling alcoholics for fee or hire. But we may employ alcoholics where they are going to perform those services for which we might otherwise have engaged non-alcoholics. Such special services may be well recompensed, but our usual AA 12-step work is never to be paid for. So again, it's a balancing act. You know, our wonderful fellowship and society, it runs on selflessness, but we've got to get the message out there. We have people and paid professionals that continue carrying the message of love and recovery to those people. But the name of the game is to be selfless, to give the man or the woman a break they deserve, the ones that are really suffering and who've been given the gift of desperation. There's no room for, for compensation and reward for being available to a broken spirit that walks through the door that's just looking for a little love and attention and some recovery and for us to, to help point their compass to true north again. Really? We don't need to be rewarded for that. We do it selflessly. A tradition nine. Each AA group needs the least possible organization. I'm not going to read the whole tradition, but I'll tell you this. The least possible organization. What you're going to experience when you recover, my friend, is you're going to experience something called discipline. Great suffering leads to discipline, and discipline leads to obedience to spiritual principles. And I can't think of the most core spiritual principle that my creator wants for me, and that's to get along with my fellow man. You don't need to be terribly organized. How about just disciplined? Is that possible? This neurotic will never be organized enough. Tradition 10, 11, and 12 deal so much with something called anonymity. And anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding to place principles before personalities. If you want to get along with people, do what you're supposed to do. 
You know, keep your feet firmly planted here on earth because this is where your fellow travelers are and this is where your work must be done. And stop waiting around for a pat on the back or to be put on a pedestal and cherished. It's called anonymity. It's called doing what we're supposed to do because maybe it doesn't feel good, but we know it's the right thing to do. And we're serving a power greater than ourselves. And by serving our fellow man and being of service and being useful and loving and tolerant of our fellow man cannot help the individual have a better and healthier relationship with a power greater than themselves. And that's how it happens. That's how it happens, my friend. When we come back, I've got some great exercises for you. I've got some wonderful, wonderful exercises when we come back. Stay tuned. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. All right. We're talking about the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're talking about getting along with people. We're talking about recovering. We're talking about staying recovered. All right. For this last segment, I want you... I want you... I want you to use your imagination. We're going to practice a little open-mindedness. And I want you to think about yourself or somebody that, you're, that you love who's really struggling with recovery. I want you to imagine them calming down and making a commitment to trust this process and that in the state of calm and trust that you're going to go ahead and clean house now. You're going to find somebody that you're comfortable with, maybe in your home group meeting or maybe just somebody you really are comfortable with in, in any walk of life. And you're going to go ahead and get together with this person and you're going to clean house. You're going to tell them your whole life story as it's outlined in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's very specific. It's called a fourth step inventory. Actually, there's three inventories in the fourth step. There's the resentment inventory, the fear inventory, and the sex inventory. And what comes out of doing this exercise and completing this house cleaning is hopefully the sufferer develops a new attitude toward his fellow man. And not only do we develop an attitude, a better attitude toward our fellow man, but by the time we're finished cleaning house and we've reached the other side, we have prepared ourselves to now enter into an entirely different relationship with our fellow man. And it's not going to be a relationship that's going to be fear-based. It's going to be a relationship that's going to be faith-based. And it's not going to be easy. 
from a history of, of, of hurt and harm and anger and defective relationships with people, our propensity is to practice avoidance. And now all of a sudden, because we're calm and we're healed, and we know that we're only here by the grace of God, instead of running from people, we're going to start to run toward people. Maybe not run, but we're going to move toward people in a different way. We're going to start paying attention to people. And one thing that is available to you when you are healed and you've reached the other side is you're going to have an opportunity not only to practice healthy and loving relationships with other people, but you're going to have an opportunity to pay attention to a specific person. And you don't know who this person is going to be yet, but God's going to put them into your life. And what's going to happen is God's going to go ahead and use you as a channel of his love. That's what's going to happen to you. You're going to be so calm and so spiritually fit that God's going to use you. He's going to use your voice to carry a loving message to someone who, who needs some words of encouragement. God's going to use your body to put you in the right place at the right time for somebody. You're going to practice something called anonymity. You're going to practice selflessness, unconditional love. And you're going to be very aware of all the character defects that you have had and that you've acquired. And this awareness of all your character defects is going to help you to stay away from these defective relationships with these people because you're aware of them now. And now you can take corrective measures to, to change them, or avoid these types of behaviors altogether. And you're going to give your fellow man a break. And you're going to keep your heart open. You're not going to push anybody out of your heart anymore. No matter what they do to you, what they say to you, it's not going to affect self anymore. It's all going to be beautiful because you are going to develop healthy and loving relationships with your fellow man. And in doing so, you're going to develop a healthier and a more loving relationship with your creator. And he's going to protect you. He's going to, you are going to feel as though you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And that's where you want to be, my friend. You want to be safe and protected. And there's only one way to do it. And that's by being mindful and vigilant in your relationships with other people. And then we develop healthier and more loving relationships with ourselves. And we keep quit sabotaging ourselves. And we do the right thing. We experience God's grace and God's love. And we reflect it out outward toward our fellow man and woman. I hope you've enjoyed this program of the 12 Traditions. I'm Toby C. And our program is In This Moment. It's our program. It's a program about recovery. If you ever want to drop me a line, it's Toby C. at iHubRadio.com. Here in lovely downtown Palm Springs, California. Have a great day. Take care.